is no other. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, welcome. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, this evening, okay, we've been we've been um, studying the book of Revelation. I'm going to ask you for those that have been coming, listening, okay. What what's what's stand, what's what is standing out to you as as we've been reading Revelation, as you've been reading it, you know, maybe you've been spending time in the Word, maybe God has revealed to you through the Holy Spirit, okay. So in Revelation. Maybe one word, all right? Maybe a sentence, whatever. Okay, what, what, what have you been gaining from, from the Word of God? If you were to, yeah, okay, go ahead. I guess looking at Revelations, um, when you see all these things that God talks about or that's in the Bible, <clears throat> having seen it come to fruition is scary, but then... Like you said, it, you should be rejoicing at that fact and not being afraid of it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it changes your perspective. Okay? A lot of people... Yeah, go ahead, Edna. Um, I think a lot of it, too, people always used to be afraid of, or I was afraid of reading Revelation because of all this tribulation, but I just can't believe how much mercy God mm -hmm. gives us yes. to be saved, even through tribulation, mm -hmm. even after, like, the third bowl, fourth bowl, fifth bowl, sixth yeah. bowl. You know, and all of the horses and, you know, the trumpets. It's just God's mercy is so great. He just wants us to, gives us chance after chance after chance to repent. You know, that, that scripture really stands out, John 3.16. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that scripture, that word from God, it's all the way from the beginning to the end, you know. Yeah, go ahead, Ida. God is very patient with mm -hmm. us, you know. Yes. We should, you know, we should thank God right now with this virus that's going on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very, very patient. Mm -hmm. People that are not saved are going to go through that. And, and the Jah will tell the children, Oh, you're a whole nation. We were still not trying to cry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah. So, so, um, Mm -hmm. so there's a preparation that's going on. Some of it might not be good, but still, through all of that, it says that every part that you read, even though it tells you some of this, there's still that preparation that we are going to be, that we are victorious. In the end, we have the victory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're getting close to that, the last few chapters that we're going to get into. You know, you're going to see it. Okay, you had, you had your hand. Uh, I was just going to say how, for me, how Revelations is all, I'm starting to see all the signs. You know, I always, when I was little, I used to be really scared, and I don't know, they used to, they showed us a film movie where it was called, um, You Were Left Behind. You Were Left Behind. I remember seeing that and, you know, thinking, am I going to be left behind? And, and then, then when you grow up, you forget about it. Mm -hmm. and, 
now that I'm almost 50, you know, think, holy cow, these sides are right here. They're all right here, even mm -hmm. though I was born, like, what, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it just amazes me that I'm seeing the signs. Mm -hmm. And I'm scared, but at the same time, I'm happy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, it's nothing to be afraid of because it's God's word. Amen. The word, his word that he gave to us. And when you truly receive his word and, and, and he begins to reveal to you what his word, what he's saying, you know, there's comfort, there's peace, there's joy, there's love, mm -hmm. you know. Anywhere in there, there's no fear. That's right. You know, it, it's peaceful. Love you know, fear. peaceful. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharon, uh, put those, those um, pictures, um, start from the bottom. I think it's four. Put four. I want to show you something. I got these pictures from someone in here who sent it to me. Okay? And I don't know if you can see it up here. Okay? Read Rico, can you turn that light off real quick? Uh, can you guys see a little bit? Yes. Yeah, that's probably better. The angels? You see it? What do you, what do you guys see? Angels? Jesus is ready to come to earth. Okay, angels, yeah. Okay, so to, let's show the next one, Sharon. Go to, uh, yeah, five. Yep. Look at that. Are you guys seeing, like, right in here? Yes. Yeah. And then go to the next one, the last one. You see right in here? Okay, mm -hmm. Rico, go ahead and turn that, turn that light back on. You know where this was taken at? How, how, how many of you ever seen this? Anybody? Different ones. Okay. Um, go ahead and turn the light on. Um, this picture here, these pictures, there was three of them, was taken. Arlene is the one that took it from her backyard. Imagine that, from her backyard. And when she showed me, I thought, wow, that is so beautiful. Because the first thing that came to my mind was angels. And I thought, wow. Then when you really look at it on your phone, it's more clear. You can really see, you know, all lined up. And, and you know, we hear in the word that there's signs all around us. And then the clouds, where are the clouds? If you were to point, where, where would you point if I say, where are the clouds? Yeah, up, uh, right? But look, now, um, you, guys, you guys have phones, right? Now, where do, where do people look? Yeah, there's a distraction, okay? There's a distraction. Too many people are like this. And they're not looking like this. And if, we're, if we get caught here, and we're not looking here, there's that possibility that we could miss it also. Jesus could return any moment, and we can be distracted. Because remember, the enemy, Satan, is a deceiver. He's going to always try to deceive you for you to look away. That one moment that you look away, Jesus may sound the trumpet. Then what? 
You know, too many people are doing this. I even see it in the in the in the in the restaurants or in the you know in, in stores. People are walking around like this, yeah. but walking around like this with their heads down. And I even hear that um, doctors are starting to say now that people are having they're they're starting to get formed that way that they're always doing this that it's starting to shape their their posture. You know, we need to look up, look up. Look up, look up. And that's why he says in his word too, he says, look up, look up. Yeah. So, one. yeah, go ahead. My, my uncle all that, it's been probably like a couple of years, I gotta show it to you. I have a picture of it. Mm -hmm. My uncle, famous, um, Freddie, he showed me the picture because he has a farm and right there, you've seen it, it's like the Lord's face mm -hmm. down in the corner, like on the ground. Yeah, but that day is going to come where you're going to come face to face with God. Yes. See, right now we can't, we can't see God directly like this because he's so holy, the glory of God. And if, and if we were to try to look directly at him, you know, it, it, it's impossible. But when we get to heaven, when you get to heaven, you're going to be able to see and look directly at God. Wow. Wow. So, um, I want to ask a couple of questions here. We talked about the, the last seven plagues a little bit last week. And... So my question here is, you remember the plagues in Egypt? Okay. So how, how do the, the last plagues in Revelation relate to the plagues in Egypt? Anybody want to take a shot at answering that? Remember when somebody tells you something? When your parents told you not to do something? He said, oh, I know. You don't have to tell me. I know. Okay, so I got a question for you. So how do these seven last plagues relate to the plagues in Egypt? Okay? So here, look. The ten plagues that were in Egypt were physical plagues that affected the people of Egypt. And those people that were in Egypt were held in bondage, the Israelites. They were held as slaves. So when those plagues came, they were physical plagues. Physical plagues. And what did, who, who, was, who was the person that was able to release the Israelites? Nope. Pharaoh. Remember Moses went to Pharaoh and said, release. And then Pharaoh said, no. And then the plague came. Right? And then he went back. He goes, release. And then he goes, no. And then another plague came. Okay? And then finally, he released the Israelites. 
And in the Word of God, He tells us that Pharaoh hardened his heart. Hardened his heart. He says, no, 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 no. But now, look at these seven last plagues in, in Revelation. These plagues are not, are not physical. They're more spiritual. Spiritual plagues. Now, and then these spiritual plagues now will affect people who oppose God. See, all these people oppose God. That's why, how many of you read the, um, that chapter? Yeah, yeah. And when you read it, they poured out the bowl, right? Yes. And then, after it explained what the bowls were, at the end, what did it say? It says, the people did not repent. repent. Even though they experienced God's wrath and they saw it, they went through it, they still hardened their heart. They hardened their heart. Today, can we see that today in the lives of people? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They don't want to open the Word of God. Because when they open the Word of God, and then they begin to read God's Word, you know what begins to happen? It begins to show that person exactly who they are. And then they say, I don't want to change. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm not ready. I'll wait. I'll wait. See, I've done that. I ran so many times. I ended up in jail because I didn't want to change. I went to prison because I didn't want to change. And I came out. And then another thing too is, we talked about this, Sharon and I, we didn't want to get married. We didn't want to become one with God. Sharon would say, I don't want to get married. I never want to get married. You know, why get married? Because when she looks around, she sees all these marriages being broken up. They split. And she goes, I don't want to go, go through that. And then one day we came in here and we sat right there. And then um, Ray and Loretta prayed for us. They prayed for us. And when they prayed for us, it began, God began to speak to us spiritually. And then we said, we got to fix this. We have to fix this. So then we, we went and got married. We got married. Now we've been together. We've been together for over 20 years, but we've been married for like uh, 17 years this coming year. And, it, and then you can see the difference. Yes, that's right. Unmarried, married. How can God bless you if, you're, if you don't obey his word? I mean, that, that's just plain and simple. Yep. See, the people, Pharaoh hardened his heart. And what happened to Pharaoh? Is he alive today? No. no. Where is he at? You know? 
Because there's only two places when our time comes. Heaven and hell. That's it. And it's as simple as that. And the Word of God says that only through Jesus that you can enter the kingdom of God. Only through Him. Not anything else. There's no way around it. And you have to be obedient to God's Word. You have to be obedient to God's Word. And as, I, as I've done all these things, run, 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 run. It's like, seems like finally God cornered me in that corner. So if I went to that corner, I can't go up. There's a ceiling. I can't go right. I can't go left. I can't go down. All I could do was turn around and then go like this. I give up. I give up. See, you know what that's called? Surrender. Surrender. And then also, when you turn around from all those things, from the world, when you turn around from the world and you make a 180 degree turn and you, you choose to follow God, that's called repentance. Repent. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And then you do this, and then you follow God. And, and the blessings of God. Not only did he bless Sharon and I in our marriage, but it began to trickle down into our family, our kids. It's just amazing. Amazing. See, so these plagues here, spiritual plagues, the last seven plagues, and then they affect those people who oppose God. Now, look, who, who controls these seven plagues? Who controls them? Okay. Let's go to um, Revelation. Okay. Go to Revelation. And then go to chapter 11. Praise the Lord. And then look at our verse 6. Okay. Revelation chapter 11, verse 6. They, okay, they have the power to lock up the sky and to keep rain from falling while they are prophesying. And whenever they want to, they can turn water to blood and cause all kinds of terrible trouble on earth. So who do you think also controls these plagues? Yeah. And then remember we talked about that? So who? You. Us. See? When we come to pray, right? Monday's night, Monday night, we come and we pray. We come into agreement. We stand on the Word of God. And we, and we ask God. God honors if we're obedient. And He answers our prayers. See, like right now, the Supreme Court. How many of you know what's happening with the Supreme Court? They have a big decision to make. It's, it's, this decision that they're going to make is going to change a lot of things. Yeah. 
You know what that decision is? Who knows? Yeah. Whether or not it's okay for people by their, by their employer to make it mandatory to be vaccinated or not. There's some companies right now that they're, they're, they're saying, no, you don't, it's your choice. You know, why, why, why twist your arm and throw you down and, you know, they do that to cows, right? <laughs> and while the cows are kicking, you know, they, they put that in them. And so we come together and we pray, Lord God, Amen. according to your word, Father Lord, yes. we pray for our leaders. Yes. We pray that they will have understanding. We pray that they will have wisdom to do what is right yes. according to your word. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Okay. See, who controls these seven last plagues in the tribulation time there's going to be remember there's going to be how many people 144,000 plus more that are going to come out of that tribulation but right now it's us it's up to us now these last plagues what do they contain What do they contain? Okay, what is that called? Plagues, yeah. Okay. Okay, these last plagues, okay, it, the, the, what they're called, it, what, what they contain is this, they contain the wrath of God. God's wrath against People who choose to disobey Him. People who choose not to repent. People who choose not to change. People who don't want to change. People who want to listen to what sounds good, what sounds better. What sounds better? Wear a mask. Or trust in God. Yeah, while we're still alive, we, we do it, to, you know, because we hear that it takes care of us. But now we're hearing that you got to wear two masks. You have to double it up. Now they're talking about you have to have a certain brand now where it completely seals your whole face. Honestly, I have a hard time breathing under that thing. I don't know about you, but I do. I do. So I thank God. This is how I look at it. I thank God that, that um, if I have to wear a mask to go to a store, and, and if, if I have to be in that store for a long time, I, I start you know, breathing like, oh, I can't breathe. I have to take it off. So instead of pulling it off in the store, guess what? I run out of the store. Whew. <laughs> so, so, so it helps me to keep me out of the store. It helps me from going into those stores and, and throwing money around and whatnot. You done? Change your perspective. 
But yet people are still running around. Even though they can't breathe, they're still in there trying to buy whatever they can. They have that mask on, they're still at the casino. See, all these things. Whether they're uncomfortable, they're in an uncomfortable situation, but in their mind it's like, oh, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. I feel okay, you know, as long as I'm not here or there or whatever. They're not looking up. They're not looking up. Go ahead, Rico, pass those around. Now, the seven angels were instructed to pour these bowls of wrath, vials of wrath on the earth. Now, who did these, who did these plagues affect? We just talked about it. The people are those who oppose God. Now, let's go here while you're getting that paper. Okay, I, I made that, and I want you to, to have that, and I want you to look at that, and I want you to, you know, you can study it. If you have questions, you can, you can ask, um, what, what, you know, whatever, but that's for you. And I did that because we didn't really dig deep. I'm going to read from the CEV. Go to Revelation 17. And as I read Revelation 17, I want you to think, what, what goes through your mind? What's going through your mind as you read Revelation 17? How many of you read it? Okay. Did you, you, you read it, right, Lisa, you said? Okay, before, before, you, before we read it again, what did you think of Revelation 17? There's two women. The woman that we read about earlier, the woman, the dragon, and the child, that woman, okay, good or bad? Good. Yeah. This woman here that, that we're, we're going to read about is bad. So there's a difference. Yeah. So the, what I thought was like those who call themselves believers but then aren't really believers because they're left behind with the beast. Okay. All right. Now, anybody else read it? Okay. All right. Now, let's let's read it. I'm going to read here. Um, let me go ahead and read from the New King James. That way, we're kind of all on the same page. Okay. He says, "Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, 'Come, I will show you the judgment.'" of the great harlot who sits on many waters with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast 
which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they see the beast that was, that was and is not and yet is, here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. There are also seven kings. Five have fallen. One is and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must continue a short time. The beast that was and is not is himself also the eighth and is of the seven and is going to perdition. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them. For He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful. Amen. Amen. That's a good verse right there. Yes. Then He said to me, The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman whom you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Wow. This woman. So the woman really is a city? Like, is, is it supposed to be like the earthly people? Is okay. That when they say the woman, it says, and the woman which thou seest is that great city. Okay. So the woman, the woman. Let's go to her. Let's go to her. Her title. Okay? Look at her title. Look. Verse 5. And on her forehead a name was written, 
Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. So this woman is actually, um, so let, let me see here, how can I explain this? So Babylon, how many of you know Babylon? Okay, in the Old Testament, it was a, a real place. Okay, a real place, Babylon. And then this Babylon, in Revelation now, is, is a... Um, <clears throat> so so when, I, when I say, when I tell you this, when I say, how many of you remember Babylon? Okay, was it a, was it a great city? No. Yeah, a sinful, right? Mm -hmm. It was great and big, okay? Because they, 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 they had, I mean, people saw... And people flock. They want to go there. Okay? To be a part of that city. Okay. Yeah. So, so look, look, at, look at today. Look at today. If you were to look at America, what city do you think people are flocking to? There's a lot, huh? I mean, we could say Los Angeles. We could say New York, and we could say Las Vegas, okay? And, and what, what's happening in these cities? What's going on? A lot of disobedience, yeah, corruption, rioting, okay? They're all opposing God. They don't want to repent. They don't want to change. They don't want to change. Not only that, they're leading the way and yes. telling the whole world yep. that it's acceptable. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and they're, 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 so, so, so the woman is, is, um, is, is like this, 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 what Babylon was and how we describe Babylon. That's who this woman is. That's why she, that when he describes her, harlot. What's a harlot? Prostitute. A prostitute, yeah. And, and in, our, in our own mind and eyes, what, what would you say about a prostitute? Not Clean or unclean? Unclean. Yeah. Okay. Unless they change, right? <laughs> Unless they repent, right? Unless they submit to God, God will wipe away all of that because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. But these people don't want to repent. This lady is a this 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 city, this these these things that are happening. See, because remember Satan? He's a deceiver. He's making things that are bad look good. That's why when we talk about her, she's dressed in purple. She's got all these jewelries on. She looks good. Wealthy. You know, and people are deceived, deceived by this. And then they're looking at her like, wow, I guess it's okay. I guess it's all right to do that, to live like that. To watch that, to listen to that, 
to read that. You know, all these things. And there's a, there's a governor that I really enjoy listening to. And um, how many of you know the governor of, um, uh, I think it was South Dakota? Or is it North Dakota? Okay, but anyway, have you, have you um, yeah. heard her? Yeah. What do you think her character is? Yeah, she is a godly woman. And I thought, wow. And when this pandemic first started, you know what? She said, I'm praying for my state every single day. I'm praying for my state. And then she began to start, and I just heard this today, and Sharon shared it with me. She's already looking out into the future for the state that she represents. And, and it, because... Um, the economy is going to crash. It's going to crash. And people are going to be there with, with no money. So she's looking out for her state right now. I believe God has given her wisdom how to manage that state so when the economy crashes, they're going to be right there. They're going to be okay. They're going to have food. They're going to have the things that they need to live while everybody else is going to be destroyed. Where people are going to, those, those places are probably going to be, be destroyed. And um, there, there's going to be a, an, an economic crash. I, I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Because look at what's happening now. Yeah. The, things are going up. Yeah. Gas prices, all these things. Yeah. Food is going up. And the reason why this is happening is because they want to redo everything according to the way they want things to be run. So in other words, they want to erase everything and start new with the way they want things to be run. It's what it's coming to. So when I talk about that, what I'm talking about is, is a, a one world government. One world government. Now, this lady here that we talked about, um, Sharon, put up that picture. I think it's number one. How many of you know what that is? It's a coin. Okay? It's a coin. It's a coin. Okay? And if you look real carefully, what do you see on that coin? Wow. A woman on a beast. And that beast, so that bull there has what? Horn. You know what? You know what um, coin this is? You know what it's called? It's called the euro. So, let me see if I can find this scripture. Okay. Um, also, the little horseshoe emblem thing, that's a satanic sign. Yeah. But the Lord says he's Alpha and Omega. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's what I was. Omega means end. Yeah. Okay. We, but we, yeah, so end. So in other words, 
end times. Okay, what we just read right here in Revelation. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I was thinking of too when you had asked me about what I thought about 17, when I think back to the woman, the child, and the dragon, that woman is the church, and if she's virginal, clean, and she's being prepared for Jesus, mm -hmm. the best that Satan can do is get him a prostitute, a whore, and that's, that's everything that encompasses this person, whether it's a bad city, bad people, everything that is ungodly and disobedient is the best that, we, that Satan can make as his bride, and mm -hmm. that's that. And, and then, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, in reference to that also, talking about this woman here, because we say that the woman that we read about before, which is um, what the, the godly mm -hmm. church, the woman, which is the church, which we are. Yeah. He goes, and then now this one is, is also in reference to a false church. Yep. Religion. Mm -hmm. A false religion, yep. a false church, or this woman that, yeah. that's representing that, which is everything that's false, and that's doing everything yeah. opposite of what yes. the other woman is doing. That's what I saw the false. When I first read it. Yeah, it's like the, the evil has to replicate what's holy in order for to people to, to follow if yeah. they think it's right. Yeah, because remember, um, we have the Antichrist, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We have the beast, mm -hmm. and then the false prophet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, and, and exactly what she said, and then uh, I was getting to that there because I'm, I'm trying to find this scripture where, where I just read um, in Revelation um, 17. Okay, look at our verse... Uh, verse 8. Okay, look at verse 8. Verse 8 says, The beast that you saw was and is not and will ascend. Okay, now go all the way down to the, to the last part of that scripture. It says, um, When they see the beast that was and is not and yet is, okay? So in other words, in the past, and then present, and then future. So during John, during this time when Revelation, when God was, was showing John, during that time, there was a, a, a government who was so powerful. Yeah. Who was that? Roman. Yeah, the Roman Empire. Now, the Roman Empire was gone for a while, huh? Even to, the, even to today, the, the Roman Empire is, is not nowhere, not, you know, nothing to be said about. But now, as we get closer, that Roman Empire is going to start coming back up. Which is also where the Roman Church, the Roman yep. Catholic Church comes from. Yep. Now, yes, so this, this deception... Is, is, is talking about a false religion. A false religion. A false religion. It's all pointing to that because, remember, one world religion? Okay? It's all getting to that. Now, not necessarily are we looking at the Roman Empire, but but now, what, what religion falls under the Roman Empire? Okay, I heard it. What did you say? Yeah, Catholics. Mm -hmm. 
Who do the Catholics look at? Yep, Mary. They believe that Mary is higher than Jesus. They believe that Mary can heal and do all these miraculous things. And people are being deceived. People are looking to that. Today, not just, not just Catholics. But look at look at look around. Yeah. You're Native American. Yeah. What about that religion? Yeah. Yeah. Are people being deceived by that religion? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they say. Yeah, Mother Earth, Father Sky. And that's why I really, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up again. This is, this is me, and this is how God is speaking to me, showing me and telling me. That's why I don't introduce myself who my clan is. I introduce myself as a child of God, a descendant of Abraham. That's who I am. I'm not, you know... Muddy water, dirty water, you know, whatever. Okay? I'm not any of that. Okay? Yeah, go ahead there. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, 1824. Praise the Lord. Yep. And Egypt, and where the Lord was slain. I can't remember that word, verse where it's at. I believe it's in the earlier chapters of Revelation. In, in kind of way, saying what, what um, uh, our sister here talked about a religion where a woman turns into a, um, a prostitute, turns away from God. Just like how the Israel and the, um, the Jerusalem did back when they killed Christ. So kind of like in that same line, as we read chapter 8, and where it was, where it was and is no longer, but was sin. <laughs> so I almost talked about that, something that, um, the two, two, two stories right there, I think stuff right there. Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. You know, um, this, 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 going back to religion, this, this is, this is going to deceive people. And people are going to look to that and say, wow, that, that must be true. Must be true. Must be true. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you here. Let's go. Give me, give me a few minutes. There, there, there's so much, there's so much in Revelation that is just come. I, I, we don't have enough time to go through it all, unless you want to stay here all night. Okay, but anyway, um, let, let's go. Um, okay, 
Babylon. Going back to Babylon. Babylon's religion was founded by the wife of Nimrod. Who knows Nimrod? Nimrod was the great-grandson of who? Yep, Noah. Mm -hmm. He was the great-grandson of, of um, Noah. And then the wife of Nimrod was a high priestess okay, of idol worship. And then she gave birth to a son. And then she claimed that this son that she, that she gave birth to was miraculous conceive what does that sound like yeah the devil the enemy is always trying to copy always trying to copy and then that's where that Babylonian religion came from all the way back amazing huh it came all the way back over there and now we're Discovering it over here in Revelation. Amazing. Now, and then, who knows the who knows the son? Who knows his name? Tamus. Yep, Tamus. Alright, yep, T-A-M-M-U-Z. So when he was born, he was considered a savior. And then he was also killed by a beast. He was killed by a wild beast. And then he was miraculously brought back to life again. See that false religion? Mm -hmm. Babylon. Now this lady that we're reading in Revelation. False religion. Deceiving. Even deceiving people to the very end in the tribulation time. The one thing that really helps me is I read, I think it's in Matthew, when the, they talk to Jesus and he says, if people say they see me, don't, don't believe them. Yep. So we're only going to, Jesus is really physically only seen when he walked on the earth back in, um, you know, the B.C. area. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, if you stay in your Bible and you keep reading, if people say to you, Jesus is in Israel, he's not there. <laughs> he's not going to, I mean, he's never going to ever be on this earth from the time of his crucifixion until the second coming. Mm -hmm. Even during rapture, he's not going to right. be on earth because right. this earth is so filthy. Mm -hmm. right. He can't step foot on it. He's just going to rapture us right. up. Yep. So he won't have to step on the earth. Yep. So only Amen. the people who really believe will be able to see it. But if you're left here and all this destruction is here and this craziness is here, don't fall into the trap of yes. thinking mm -hmm. that Jesus is mm -hmm. in Israel or Jesus is in Washington yeah. or something like that. He's not. Mm -hmm. He's not coming back until... He's coming back with us during the second coming. Yes, the second coming. Mm -hmm. that, that, I remember what verse that, that, I read that tiny verse and all of that just went into my head somehow. <laughs> it's, it's Jesus. It's yeah, the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, going all the way back. And um, you can write these scriptures down. Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 14. And then Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18. <laughs> okay, Ezekiel chapter 8, verse 14. 
And then Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 17 through 19. And then verse 25. Jeremiah? Yeah. 44. 44, 17 through 19. And then verse 25. When you read there in Jeremiah, Jeremiah here is, they're, they're both protesting, Ezekiel also, against the weeping of Tamaz. Because people were crying when, when he was killed, when that little boy was killed. They were crying, weeping for him, thinking that this, he was, the Savior was killed. And, and Ezekiel was protesting, saying, no, no, that's false. That's, he's not the Savior. And today, we're, you know, we're, we're saying that. We're telling people, no, no, don't follow, don't believe. Trust God. Look to God. You know, we're, we're, we're doing everything we can to point to God. Point to God. This is the best way that I can explain it in if, you, if you're ministering, if you're sharing the Word of God, and then in everything that you do, your words, and how you act, everything that you do every single day should always be pointed to God. If you're not pointing to God with your life, you're just like that harlot deceiving people and telling them that yeah I, I go to church but then when I step out of there I'm a totally different person and look, that's why you hear people say that why, why are Christians like this why are Christians like that and because of that they don't want to repent they don't want to change and, 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 and if, if we don't correct that, we're going we're gonna to be stuck here. We're going to go through the tribulation. We're going to experience God's wrath. And that's, that's, I can't handle that. So while I'm alive today, I ask God every day, Lord, I, you know, I, I want to examine myself. Where am I standing, Lord God? Am I doing what you have called me to do? Am I doing... You know, everything that you want me to do. If you're speaking to me, let me hear your voice, God. Amen. Holy Spirit, help me. Show me. And, and if I do something wrong, God, forgive me. Change me that I won't do that again. Help me, Lord God. See, we need to examine ourselves like that every single day. Every single day. You know, love one another. Forgive one another. I mean, all these that Jesus taught us, we need to be like that. Um, Sharon, she's a, uh, a waitress at Arches. So she waits on tables. She serves them, brings them their water, their, their, their drinks, and their food, and all of that. And every Sunday gets busy. And it's always on Sunday when all these Christians, all these church people come in and they're the rudest. Wow, what's wrong with that? 
What's wrong with them? They're the rudest. And then they'll only leave a dollar tip. That's right. Yeah. You know, the word of God says, be a cheerful giver. Yeah. You know, anything that you give, it'll be given back to you. Yeah. You know, set the example. Be the example so that way no one will be left behind. Amen. Not only that, you won't be left behind. Repent. Repent. Hey, yeah, go ahead. Um, during this time, uh, these things take place. These pieces, these pieces talks about the fallen angels that are helping on earth. They, right now, they're, they're, they're bound in the bottomless pit, but during the Antichrist, they will be released and they will come. They will help whoever leader is in, in a way. That's what that is. The, the, the fallen angels that, that was, you know, that from the beginning of time got kicked out. Kicked out so. Praise God. So did you guys all get a copy of this? You know, yeah, look at look at it. You know, the first plague. What the what was the first plague? And then and then I put some little notes there. Okay, these sores are symbolic of the pains and anguish which sin causes men to suffer while on earth. Many people get so tangled up in the ways of sin that it completely destroys their lives. See, all these, these plagues here, you know, are symbols of, of, of you know, what it's, what it's talking about. So I'm not going to go through all of it, but I want you to just look at it. Yeah. Go, go through it. And then, um, and then that, that last part, too. Go to that last part. Especially the, um, the, the Armageddon. You know? Armageddon, it, 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 it's, it's not like a, a, a battle, like a war, okay? But it, it's, it describes, so right here I put it here, Armageddon is not a battle at all. It describes the immense grief those people will feel who have disobeyed God when Christ gathers them together at his second coming. And then there's some scriptures here, like in Zechariah, where it, it talks about a place, and, 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 and this place symbolizes great sorrow and mourning. And when Christ comes again, these people who disobey God will be gathered in this place where there's immense sorrow and pain. So, so go through that, look at it, and... You know, and, and, and study that. And I want to end with this right here. So, going back here to um, Revelation. Okay, look at verse 4, uh, chapter 17, verse 4. I'm, I'm going to end with this right here. It says that the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup 
full of abominations and the filthiness of her 